Hey everybody, welcome back to the 1520 Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I am Ralph Tresvent, and these are <laughs> New Edition. This nigga. <laughs> Every little step I take. You would you be Bobby. You be you God, that's you fucked up. Be <laughs> I would be I would be Ronnie DeVoe, but he never had a song. He right. never had a lead. Did he ever lead a song? He he did that duet with his wife. So, yeah. that's, that's, that don't count. I, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, at some point, let me go way back. Count me out. Shoot, at some point. So, welcome back to the 1520 podcast. Like I said, how are you today, fellas? Man, you know, I'm good. living a life. I don't, I can't tell. Has anybody tried Jesus? It's just been a, it's been a, it's been one of those, one of those weekends where I'm just in my activism mode. So, but I'm good. I mean, good. I was hitting for the new song, but that's cool. Yeah, I'm glad y'all doing all right, though. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I let it keep going though, because you already know song? how I feel about it. Try Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jado. Don't try me. Don't really like it too much, but hey. Oh, that's right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Savage. We're two for two. So. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I do like, I do like the part that says you can get these hands though. Oh, like that's the part. the part you like. Oh, that's the part, right? Yeah, just leave, right. The Jesus, just leave Jesus out of it. I mean, I don't dislike it. I just think it's a little corny. That's it's fine, part. though. That's part of the- it's fine. Be yeah. not deceived. The Lord is not mocked. I, I ain't mocking him. I'm just saying, He's don't try me. Need a reference. He's nice. I'm not. <laughs> that's it. You're saying? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> is nice. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's his job to forgive, not mine. Take it to him. Not right, me. not me. It's okay. It's okay. You didn't put me in a mode people of singing that song. People singing that song right can't fight. That can't fight. <laughs> right. Can't fight at all. It's a good YouTube, good uh social media uh song, but in <laughs> right. real life. Like actually, I will try you. And then what? Right. <laughs> like, you know, try you and G girl. And just <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to him for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> All up and down this goddamn hallway. <laughs> Since you want to get lyrically right. tough, nigga. Right. <laughs> Since you want to get artistic with your toughness, let's go ahead and see. <laughs> let's paint the wall with your blood real quick. Well, oh, Bobby. Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Always going nuclear. Always going nuclear for no reason. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's just as good. No in between. <laughs> No in between whatsoever. So let's get started. Uh, our first segment is sorry, bro. And this particular segment is going to be to me. It's going to be kind of difficult. Uh, we have put together a list of five great, awesome, uh, talented actors who who their 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 list of films and is is absolutely absolutely amazing. And they go as follows. Denzel Washington, Samuel L. Jackson, Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Al Pacino. So out of these, out of these five, two of these gotta go. And I drew the short straw, so I gotta go first. <laughs> um, and I guess off the rip, Denzel Washington, he stays. Ah, right, look Boy, at you. Right. You almost shut down the show. This is an amazing actor. I will say this. Um, he's almost a one note. 
he's very similar in a lot of his um and a lot of his uh portrayals. However, he's still great. Uh Samuel L. Jackson almost got cut because he's just an angry motherfucker. <laughs> and so uh Wait, so that leaves how do you think that Denzel, I mean, how do you think Denzel is like one way though? Like he really makes you believe he's whatever he's playing. Like I thought I he was Malcolm X for a minute. I see. <laughs> nah. Well, Malcolm X was dope. Don't get me wrong. I, I Again, he is dope and, and great. But however, I think after a while, I started seeing Denzel in all these movies. Like he started becoming so recognizable that you see the actor and not the character. You sound like sense. a hater. No, 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 no. No, it's fine. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I, I, like, I still watch, I watch his movies. I even watch his, um, his take on the Equalizer, which was was good. Um, I appreciate it. Like, you know, top notch. I, I think you guys are gonna go into detail. I'm not gonna take away anybody's uh, thunder on that. So, to me, is Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Al Pacino. To be honest, I'm gonna take away, whew, uh Al Pacino. He's got to get cut. The reason why, uh, there's a little film that came out called The Devil's Advocate. Scares the bejesus out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and since he's attached to it, he's got to go. Um, <laughs> then that's Tom Hanks and Leonardo. I think, I think I'm about to throw away Leonardo. Sorry, bro. Yeah, sorry, bro. I think I'm, I think I'm about to let him go. Um, pretty good actor. I mean, not pretty good, like a really good actor, actually. But I like Tom Hanks. This is just, just dope, like in whatever he is. And, you know, he's a dope human being, according to uh, social media. But that ain't got nothing to do with it. But so, yeah, um, those are my two. Uh, say your two again. Who you got? I got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Al Pacino. Getting cut. Okay. Sorry, yeah. bro. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Hey, bro. So rough. So rough right there. Yeah. Mm. What do you think? Yeah. All right. So, so <laughs> here's my question. Why is Sam, why is Al Pacino staying over them two again in your mind? I don't know if I got a clear explanation on that one. Oh, no. He was just in a movie that, that I wish never existed. And so, <laughs> Vanity. My <laughs> most favorite. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let me, let me calm down. But yeah. Um, yeah, that he was just it. got scared. He just right, a little bit. JT like, just got scared all over. <laughs> all right, I gotta go to somebody, sleep. Somebody get that man a nightlight. I know, right? So yeah, um, yeah, the whole movie was like really, really, really uh, fucked up. Realistic and fantasy at the same time, but it had a lot of true points in there to me, and so I was like, eh. And the whole turnaround at the end when he looks at the camera, talk the whole vanity part. Yeah, it, it got to me so. I do, I do like any given Sunday, and of course the Godfathers. The God, now my auntie, she would kill me if she heard this. But yeah, sorry, bro. Al Pacino got to go. Hey, all right. Who's next? BJ's next. So my list is somewhat similar. Denzel is automatically off the table. He's he's definitely like the Godfather of of modern acting, in my opinion. But I definitely think would be remiss without mentioning Sidney Poitier. Let's go ahead and get into that. Sidney Poitier in 1964 became the first black male and Afro-Bahamian actor to win the Academy Award for Lilies in the Field. I think it's important to know that Denzel, Samuel, uh, those men probably wouldn't 
possibly be the actors they are if it wasn't happening for uh, Sydney's example, just as I far agree. as how to navigate through Hollywood with class and uh, yeah. and just really take take that craft to the next level. So I got to give yeah. shout outs to Sydney. Uh, we just felt like it, maybe he wouldn't have been relatable to all of the listeners that we uh, that we have. So we're just going to yeah. put him, put him on that pedestal and forever make it to where he can't be cut. So only because he's not necessarily relevant at this particular moment. That's why right. he wasn't added to this. He still might not have made my list, but anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I can't touch that. <laughs> I can't even touch that. I feel you though, but I can touch it. Disrespect. <laughs> I, ain't, I, I ain't afraid to say it. Keep going. I ain't scared. <laughs> the disrespect. You're just gonna keep Sydney Portier off of uh, <laughs> off what, of the list. What, what what accent is that when you say Sydney? Sydney. <laughs> Every time you say his name, that's you go to a different that's, accent. That's, that's how, how he, he sounds. <laughs> anyway, so Denzel obviously can't go anywhere. I mean, you, you're talking about Malcolm X, devil in a blue dress, um, his role in Glory. Uh, mm-hmm. That one tier, man. That one tier where he caught on those African spirits and 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 got that out. Training day. Training day. Like so, like JT was saying, he kind of is typecast into the good guy, right? So when he plays the bad guy, it just kind of blows your mind. Maybe not even a bad guy. Maybe just the guy that's a little rough around the edges. And I think that really showed his uh his skill set. You remember Ricochet? Yeah. yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. But uh, as as Jadakiss said, why did Denzel have to be crooked before he took it? Why they couldn't give that's, him an Oscar based on this other stuff, man? That's so, true. He had the body of work. He definitely did. That's some bullshit. But because it's also about like, seeing his range. That's Negative. what it is. If you can play this good guy, like I think, I mean, he's he's trained, so like he definitely has the chops to do anything and everything. Uh, but he's played these good characters who have been, I guess, on the upside of morals. And so for him to stretch and be on that other side, that's the part where it was like, oh, he can do this. Mm-hmm. So I, right. I definitely I, get that. I get that, but I don't because Oscars aren't based on a body of work. They're based on your performance in the set 90-minute window. Come on. Everything else is bullshit for this argument. Come on. They just... Was on some other shit. Oh my goodness, man! That man should have been. That man should have been had an Oscar before that. But I digress. For what movie? All of them. I said before. Before the one he won. But he won. Oh, you said what? Yeah, should he? He won one in '89 for Glory. I'm talking about lead. Okay, so not supporting that. For what movie? That's a good question. Yeah, it is. But. Yeah, we're gonna keep it moving. You definitely, you definitely, you definitely not gonna win it. X. I mean, you said it was such. You said it was such a. Conviction that he should have won over whoever won that year. It's so just I figured you would know. That's all I'm saying. No, I don't know. I don't remember the order of his movies. Right man, now. y'all got me taking up for, for Dre. Man, listen, it's just the fact that any movie that Denzel's in, he's a great actor. So mm-hmm. pick, yeah. pick your pick. Like put it in the bag, shuffle it around, pull out a pull out a movie. He should have won an Oscar for it. Boom. Yeah, I don't remember the order. I don't. I don't, I don't remember the order. He doesn't have a Wild Wild West. He doesn't have a snake on the plane. <laughs> now I will say. I will say I appreciate the fact that he chooses his roles to be yeah. be depicted as an upstanding person. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't play – you've never seen him play a pimp or a hustler too much. Now, American Gangster, that shit was just fire in my opinion. Yeah, you know that, was, that was good. When he blew that nigga yeah. head off in the middle of the street. In the middle of the street. <laughs> bro. Then, what you going to do, shoot me out here in front of all these people? <laughs> yes, Idris. Yes. <laughs> and then went back to the diner and was like, so what was I talking about? <laughs> 
Like it was just <laughs> like he sneezed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so, uh, BJ, I'm, um, I'm getting an undertone of like uh, extreme violence from you. Dude. you talk <laughs> about this, like, like every episode, it's like bang, bang, kill, shoot him, fuck him. Like, we, what's up, man? We need to unpack something. First off, it's, it's the pa- <laughs> it's the it's the passion that comes with that. All right, like they meant passion. that shit. That's, that's part of the problem. Is your passion behind your passion behind violence? <laughs> <laughs> I am right. violent. That's not normal, nigga. <laughs> fuck you up, nigga. That's what. <laughs> See, and back to the violence. We can't escape it. <laughs> Let's go, man. Anyway, what I'm you just, got? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pause to help Let's, BJ through this moment. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> Second one off the board of being cut for me is going to be Tom Hanks. Um, he just. I think he has so many movies that I liked of his growing up, even though they might might even be like kind of corny or cheesy, like The Money Pit, The Burbs, Big. They're just movies that like kind of resonates with my childhood. And then seeing him carry a movie by himself in uh, Castaway. And then even Forrest Gump was another one like kind of in our childhood that just like he just like it solidifies how great he is, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I haven't liked that. I haven't liked all of his movies. Some, I mean, sometimes you just don't like the movie, but he always does a, a great job in yeah. whatever Even it is. Big. Big, big was the shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, big was totally That's the one I said I couldn't get, I couldn't do without. So I was like, that was just kind of mm-hmm. like a saving grace. That's big all day. So this on is the big piano you're standing on? Oh, when they were in the, uh, that's the toy melody, store. Okay. Toy store. That is the melody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got clothes. I don't think it was. You got it was. <laughs> yeah. Dun, I couldn't even recognize it all. That's how you started out. It's the whole melody, actually. You just know a part of it. And <laughs> moving right along. Be educated, we brother. All right. So next up, these are going to be tough right here. You got DiCaprio and Pacino. The thing about DiCaprio is like his body of work is when he played that little motherfucking what's eating Gilbert Grape, like you thought he was something was wrong with him back then. You know what I'm saying? Special need at thank you for allowing me not to uh, say the wrong things here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, like he just he just he just nailed it and he's always had good movies ever since then. Uh, Pacino, man, you can't get of the get rid of the godfather of Scarface, in my opinion. So honestly, man, I love Samuel, but when it comes down to like the body of work, y'all talking about somebody who's just always angry, typecast. He he is always the angry person in there. And he he does his thing. He's not a bad actor, but I don't think he's made more shit movies than they have too. Sometimes I feel like he's just like getting that money, that money back. Money grab. Here lately I say that. Yeah. Here lately for sure. So he uh and Coach Carter. Shit. He literally what? said, "I." <laughs> he was angry as hell <laughs> when that dude broke his uh, windows at the store. He went after that. Oh man! Bat. Yeah, he, one scene he was angry. Oh, when the dude. No, spit. he was angry throughout the movie. I mean, it was a trying time in Oakland. He was angry. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> he was tough. As, he was, he was tough as nails. Right. He was in Richmond, not Oakland. Same difference. Rich what? Richmond. What? Oh, don't say that out here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so my sorry, bro, is going to go to Samuel and. DiCaprio, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. That's a stupid well, DiCaprio, man. All right. So uh I'm gonna jump in here and uh 
it was hard as I don't know if y'all understand this, but it was hard for us to even narrow it down. That's why we ended up with five instead of traditional four right. and getting rid of two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it was already hard as hell getting started. But I'm going to start just how everybody else did. It's Denzel or die. I didn't even look his shit up. If anybody says they're cutting him, I'm just hitting this in record button and going home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not even going to waste my time speaking on Denzel. You know, he's got to stay for me, though. I'm going to go against what JT said, at least. And Al Pacino, he can't he can't he can't go. Nah, Al Pacino got to stay. Mm-hmm. When you look at what he did, he put an entire genre on his back and made it box office. Godfather 1, Godfather 2, Godfather 3, Serpico, Donnie Brasco, Carlito's Ways, Scarface. Like, all of those are pretty fucking similar. Mm-hmm. And if you get rid of all of those movies, Which genre that's is that? the... It, I don't know what you call it, but you know what the fuck I mean. Gangsta shit. But if you get rid of... Mm-hmm. Right. If you get a <laughs> m- Mafia, Oso shit, if you get rid of all of those movies, then that motherfucking genre is basically nothing. Dead. So... That alone was enough for me to get him to stay. But then when you add any given Sunday, you add Sin of a Woman. Ooh-ah. You add Ocean's <laughs> 13. BJ watches a lot of and movies. And for me, you add Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Ross, which has one of the most referenced terms in my profession for sales. Always be closing. ABC's. The ABCs. It, it, he can't go. He stays. He's in. He's a lock. He's a lock for me. Mm, he's the devil and that, you gotta go. Put that coffee. Nah, down. man. Nah. Now, for me though, Leonardo DiCaprio gotta go. Sorry, bro. Hey. Sorry, bro. When when I looked at his body of work, I saw maybe eight to ten movies that I was like, oh man, I, I can't lose that movie. He did great. I can't not have that movie. Ones like Romeo and Juliet, Titanic, Was Eating Gilbert Grape, Catch Me If You Can, Departed, Django, Wolf of Wall Street. Like those were some of the standouts there. Mm-hmm. But that just wasn't even close to my two finalists that I have on the fence. And those two are Samuel L. Of course, with, with him, we can't overlook what he had the movies related to like the black culture, School Days, Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo Better Blues, Jungle Fever, Juice, Menace of Society. He was even in the opening scene of Raw. Like, imagine us not having those movies. That's insane to even think about yeah. alone. And that's just where but we did start. Did he play big enough roles to make the whole movie go away if he wasn't in it? But he's in like, it. He was. He was a the rules. The rules. The rules. The rules, the rules. Is, we're not. The we're not entire project right goes now. away. The entire right. project. Yeah. All of Come it. Come on. He was a story. Rules player. are the rules. Rules of rules. He's a store clerk. <laughs> He's a store and clerk. Then, he had two scenes. <laughs> and then we add on top of that, Goodfellas, Jurassic Park, Pulp Fiction, Negotiator, all four of the most recent Star Wars, Kill Bill 2, and y'all mentioned earlier, we can't get rid of Coach Carter because my nigga Chip, Chielke Connor, was in that movie getting dunked on at the Spring Invitational. <laughs> Is that how you going to make sure y'all go watch on, that man. part? Oh, that's the, oh, once that part come on, I'll be looking like, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead and dunk on that nigga just so I can call him and talk some shit. Um, so that happened. Iron Man 1 and 2, Captain America, all of the Avengers movies. Are y'all kidding me? Mm. All of the Avengers movies. The Incredibles 1 and 2 and coming to America. Come on, man. I'm trying to figure so out. That was, how is he that was a lot of shit. Well, I was because Al Pacino is like that. I mean, it, it was it was tough, but the other person is just put up just as much of a fight, and his career was built in Cleveland. So there's some personal oh. allegiance to this. Okay. My man Tom Hanks, 
I love a ton of his movies, especially like the that run that he had for like maybe like eight years when he did like uh, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story, Saving Private Ryan, fucking Green Mile, all of them shits was dope. But Tom Hanks got to go. Sorry, bro. Damn. Samuel L. is just too solid. Samuel Whoa. L. resume compared to his resume is just it's he got to go Dude, just because you make more movies doesn't mean your resume is no better. the movies the movies that i named for samuel l they're about eight more than the movies that i have for Tom Hanks that i actually like man, and he was good in all of i don't them. like this rule i know we're not gonna change it i don't like this rule he got this no, little but, bitty role in this no, no, big no, no, great said, said, no, no. that's only that's only like two movies though you can take those two out and there's still 18 other ones that i liked them for even if you take out the two where he had small roles mm. that's not a good argument mm. it's just not in this case because he Dude, no Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. No, not none of the Avengers movies. No Iron Man. No Captain America. No School Days. No Jungle Fever. No Juice. No Menace to Society. Oh no, we'll take that out for said. No, do the right thing. No Mo Better Blue. Come on, man. Hey, but even in Menace, even in Menace Society, he had a small part. But he had a big role in that the young man's life. By the way, he saw, uh, yes. life go. You know, what I'm saying the way he just saw crazy shit so his role was right. influential the, the impact the impact was huge in this small role so like because of that i got him edging out tom hanks for that last spot leo been the fuck out so <laughs> tom hanks and dicaprio sorry bro right, but bro. they gotta go I, mean, I, th- I really thought leo was gonna have a, a better fight in this when we start pulling these names i really did because we were going through his it, list and i was like okay yeah and then with further study because even in Django, I love. Did y'all hear the fact that like when he was uh fucking with the hammer, he actually like he actually hurt his own himself. hand, and yeah. then like when he put that blood Smeared on her face, it. she was really mortified because it was real blood, and he just kept it going. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 no. I will say right the stuff that he was in, he he did very fucking well. He's it just but compared to other people, he just ain't got enough. He ain't got enough. He ain't got enough. He ain't got enough juice. Nah, <laughs> nah. Excuse me, fellas. Man. Are you boys mission men? <laughs> <laughs> God, I love this scene. Man. You need All right. It. All right. All right. Come I'm, I'm not going to Oh, man. I'm not going to go through everybody because we've thoroughly went through everybody. Um, I'm certainly not going to talk about Denzel because that's that's there. And and for me, Tom Hanks is on the board still. I, I He, hey. I just I just like his body of work. However, uh, I feel like every time I say however, even in regular conversation, I think about JT. That boy emphasizes however, however. like crazy. However, <laughs> every time I say however, I'm like, oh, yeah. 1528 podcast, JT, holla your boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna have to take off DiCaprio. And you're yeah. right, JT. I didn't think it was gonna be a, I, I thought he would stand more of a fight when we was when we was trying to decide this, but DiCaprio's gone. I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> um, and and I and honestly, while y'all were talking, particularly Dre, I actually switched my next sorry, bro. Oh, I had to wow. switch it. We have an audible. Ha- right. <laughs> Out of audible play. Check, check. Blue. I'm gonna have to go ahead and take away Al Pacino. Oh, wow. Okay. I was going. You were so, you were so close was, to perfection. I was going to take God, away Samuel L. I, I had Samuel L. written down like he's the guy who's my sorry, bro. Really? And then you start naming all that stuff, and I'm like, no, no juice, no that. No. 
no, I mean, you named all the movies that we grew up on. You would grew mm-hmm. up on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even though we had no business growing up on those movies. <laughs> and the whole thing, <laughs> you know, and and honestly, for Al Pacino, it's not that. And like you said, when you name all those gangster movies, like, I mean, man, would a, would American Gangster be without all the Al Pacino movies? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, because he did, well, you're but, right, he really well, did. Well, any of them be without Scarface, yeah, yeah. So, like, so yeah, it, it's hard. Uh, but I'm gonna have to go out because I'd rather have all the Denzel movies, all the Tom Hanks movies, and all the Samuel L movies over the gangster movies. And then, too, yeah. like I told y'all in production, I haven't seen all the gangster movies. That's my movies. point. <laughs> you so, haven't seen The Godfather, so I won't even get as upset about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, good. maybe when I check it out, then I'll be like, you know, I, I you know, you know, I'm good for uh, what a, a fact check post <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the community group. But I, <laughs> But I will clarify, I'm not mad at your decision, but I am mad at you for not watching the three Godfather oh, movies. I gotta, I gotta. And I, I just do the first two, the, la- the last <laughs> one. Yeah, don't even worry about the third. No, no, but but he still needs to see it just so he could be just as disappointed as the rest of us were. It's like somebody skipping the last season of the Game of Thrones. Don't do it. I mean, no, no, just no. force yourself to watch well, it. Watch like three episodes <laughs> of the last season. <laughs> don't, don't, even, don't even get into that mess. Uh, uh, but no, yeah. like, so here's, here's, here's what I like to do real quick. Like, since Denzel seems to be the king, right? I still want to talk about has he made any bad moves though? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I can't completely think of any like bad movies that he's been in. Can you all? Roman J. Israel. No, I was going to say that, but I still think he did a great job. Like, he did a great job of being an obsessive, compulsive asshole in that movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was bad. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to say the movie was bad. It just wasn't great. You know what I'm saying? It was it was watchable. I enjoyed it. Um, would I watch it again? Maybe, maybe not. I felt like it was all but, over the place. But the fact that like he was able to zone in and be in this compulsive asshole, you know, saying like this nigga said, "Hope don't get the job done." Like I was like, "You goddamn right." That shit was like powerful. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you hope for. What are you doing? And he he just he had no filter when he came to stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I mean. Let me ask you, what do you what do y'all feel about his twenty early twenty ten movies? Book of Eli, Unstoppable, and Safe House. Safe House could have been better. Book of Eli was absolutely wonderful. Uh, what was the other one? Unstoppable. Unstoppable. It was a thriller, but it was it was about the train. Um, I don't necessarily know if I liked Unstoppable. I think as a movie, it wasn't the. I don't want to say this without disrespecting the man. <laughs> Out of his movies, I think that might be the worst one from our that I can remember. Not, okay, so then one of the um, just because you don't like the movie did. doesn't mean you don't like hit the job he did in it as well. Right. No, you're asking it. His question was, did he has he done any bad movies? Yeah, uh, I think one of the one of the most unrealistic movies that he did. Well, not it might not be the most. I haven't seen all his movies, obviously, but the Taking of Pelham One Two Three. That's not that's not obvious. Like you should have. I, no, I, ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen all this movie, but the taking of film one, two, three—it just didn't make sense. You got, you got, you got trains rolling on two wheels over a city that didn't topple over, going top speed, stuff like that. I, I just didn't really that movie. It was, it was, it was good. It was cool, but it was so unrealistic um, about how some of the scenes, you know, with the train going or derailed and, without derailing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm, I ain't really had no problem with that. The actual legitimacy of the storyline i didn't think it was a big deal yeah i mean you in new york with all those trains and you think if they was really going top speed like that i mean they can i'm not saying they will i'm saying trains can go fast as hell 
Yeah. So I actually like that movie. Yeah, I do too. I like it a <laughs> it lot. Very good. You know, and that's the thing I think we have to realize, like movies are movies. Everything is not going to be necessarily, if it's going to be entertaining, the shit's got to be a little fake. You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to watch our everyday lives. Yeah. It's like a uh, speed. I'm not going to dislike the first speed just because I don't see somebody actually hijacking the bus and making it not fall under 80 miles an hour or whatever it was. Right. Or Fast and the Furious. That shit's fake as hell, but I love watching it. Yeah. I'm going to watch yeah, it when it comes out. We go to movies to actually take us away from real life. I don't need everything to be a hundred percent factual, like all the time. Right. If I want to soup up my Volkswagen Jetta, I'm gonna soup it up and be the fastest streetcar <laughs> racer in the world. If I'm writing the story, man. <laughs> exactly. But back to the question, Deja Vu. I don't really remember that movie, so I'm Not, thinking in my I head that it was whack. No, but it was good. Was it? It was real good. I, why don't I remember it? Well, first off, the one chick was in there. Eva Mendez was in there, so I don't see why you don't remember this movie. Was it Eva? Yeah. I thought it was... um. Oh, no, that might have been uh, uh something. It's another one. She's in another one. Uh, you talking about Man on Fire? No, that's one of my favorites of his, though. Yeah, that's my oh. guess. That is one of my top Dude. three for him. He said, fucking love that movie, man. He said, forgiveness is for God. It's my job to arrange the meeting. I was like, yes. <laughs> I wish you had more time. More time. Now, I was like, this motherfucker. Out of time. Well, um. I know I said mine. I feel like said said his on the audible, but who did y'all last elimination come between? Um, mine was DiCaprio and uh, Pacino. Yeah, those same. were the last two. Oh no no no! Oh wow! Yes, because I I cut okay. Sam. I cut Sam. So, but like my last two as as far as like who I was thinking about keeping were those two. Like I sure can't understand like cutting Sam. Like, wait, 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 wait. Can everybody go around one one time and just recap who they who had to go for them? Who they sorry bros were? So my sorry bros were Tom Hanks and DiCaprio. My sorry bros was uh, DiCaprio and Pacino. My sorry bro was Sam and DiCaprio. And mine was DiCaprio and Al. So DiCaprio was out on everybody's. Mm-hmm. Pacino is out twice, and Hanks is out once, and Samuel L. is out once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. And BJ, you said your last elimination became between DiCaprio and Pacino? Yeah. And JT, yours was? What do you mean? Like the bottom? for The, the fight for the last spot. Oh. For that third spot. Hanks. Hanks and who else? Uh, Samuel. Oh, no, 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 no. It was, uh, it was Hanks and... Um... Pacino. Got it. Got it. All right. And said, well, he literally said he flipped from right. um, Sam to no Pacino to Sam. Pacino to Sam. Got it. So, yeah. So, so I guess my question is, so you kind of touched on a JT, like as far as talking about Denzel, has he ever done any bad movies? But do we think the fact that he's chosen these good guy personas is one of the reason why we just like, gravitate towards him like he's been a um such a just like theatrical example of the type of men that we might want to be you know what i'm saying in almost every role so is, is that why it's hard to say to let him go or part of it like obviously he's good at what he does but the roles he picks are roles that like john q like the, these are the 
are the type of people we hope we can be if faced with some of these situations. Yeah, I, I I think it's definitely part of he plays the roles of people that you would want to be in that situation. Other than even hell, even in training day, like had he not, you know, slipped up and not paid those people, you know what I'm saying? Like he would have been all right. Like he would just been real gangster. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I feel like I, I honestly I still feel like Denzel is a, not just a solid actor, but one of the one of the great great ones to ever do it. Mm-hmm. And so that sticks out more than, like I said, like it, I still feel like he's great, but he's also typecast in the sense of he plays that range of good guy, strong, e- even like the whole sex symbol thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all in that same package. That's what you're going to get in the role somehow. You know what I'm saying? When you get a Denzel movie, like after a while, like it, you start to see Denzel versus because even an equalizer, like uh, an aged Denzel, but like he was smooth like Denzel or had had the attitude of an aging Denzel. Like it, it didn't. Well, let me give you my point of reference. Let me give you my point of reference. When I think about a person who always shows up as himself, I think about Morris Chestnut. Every <laughs> movie he's in, he's Morris Chestnut. He's never yeah. like I never believe that he's. You know, I'm like, oh, Morris Chestnut's in this. Morris. I don't even know the name of his characters. I just know it's Morris Chestnut in the movie, right? Him and Jimmy Fox are the same. Yeah, they always act like themselves. They sound like themselves. They act like themselves. They, you know, when you see them. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Hold on. Wait. I'll say it again. Jamie Foxx is always Jamie Foxx in the movie. Dude, first, even as I Ray, Ray I because, his, because his accent never changes. His accent never changes. These, his, like, his, the way he moves. Fuck. Like, He's one of the most method <sighs> actors out there. Like, have you seen The Soloist? Oh my god! I literally thought he was mentally uh so troubled. So, my head is exploded. I, I think still, it's, for like, me, it's I, a familiarity. I was with said, and I wanted to hear what he was saying, but JT just blew my fucking head apart. <laughs> I still see Jamie Foxx anytime he's on the screen. Anytime. I feel you. I, I, no, for, for me, for me I, I, hear, I, I hear Jamie Foxx. Like, I hear him. I don't see him, but I hear Jamie Foxx every time he's on. I guess, I guess that's why. So y'all want the nigga to talk with an accent. No, yes. I mean, make y'all happy. All right, look at, look at, look at Denzel. He's he never sounds the same in in, in 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 any movie. He's always sounds like a different character. No, actually, who did Jamie no, Foxx sound? Who did Jamie Foxx sound like in Ray? Jamie Foxx. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. You must not have seen Ray either, then, because no, he, he did. He did. If he did, he, he didn't really listen did. to it. He, he, no, he really did do a good job. In that. <laughs> but on mute. No, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about when he when he was when he was saying certain things. I could just hear Jamie Foxx. I'm just saying I could just hear his. I can hear his undertone of his voice under. I'm not trying to jump on that train. I think Jamie Foxx is a great actor. I'm, I'm going to get back on what I was on. With, with, with Morris Chestnut, every movie he plays in, he's always Morris Chestnut. In his interviews, he's Morris Chestnut. In his everything he does, he's the same guy, right? But when you, yeah, when, I get you that. But when you hear, when you see Denzel, so when you say like Denzel shows up, that's that's what my point of reference is. And I say, nah, it's a different guy. You know what I'm saying? Because Denzel is always a different, he's always his character. And and you know, if you didn't know him, I, I hear him anywhere. You would think you wouldn't know what Denzel sounds like and what he acts like because he's he's totally gets into all his characters. See, I I, I, I honestly, <laughs> my man. I take it a you know what I'm way. <laughs> nah, I can't, no. I can't, I can't not, I can't rock with it because American Gangster sound different than man. That's no, what I'm saying. I no, I can't see it. No, that's what I'm saying. He's not the same person. That's what I'm saying. Denzel oh. is not. He's not that. He don't. To me, he doesn't show up as Denzel all the time. He shows up as his character. Whatever he's playing, he's that person. I think same thing about Will Smith. He's always right, a different person. Are you saying that's a good thing or a bad that's thing? It's a great thing. It's a great thing. 
as Will okay. Smith. Yeah. No, no I was, yeah. like he who he sound like Muhammad Ali when he did a Muhammad Ali movie. He did not sound like Will Smith. I, I still again, these are people that I think their personal personas have eclipsed their acting ability. That's what I'm saying. Like I definitely think Will Smith is a good actor, but I still see Will Smith, Jamie Fox. Did you see collateral a, damage? Yes. Man. I don't get me wrong. That movie. I'm not I'm not taking it yeah. away from him. Yeah, like I said, like his 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 actual. I, you're, you're you're just you're not taking it away from him. You're just removing right. it. I, I just, <laughs> it sounds like that some it's people. This is crazy. Persona is so big that because, take it. because we are because we are fans of them. That's all we can see, right? I get, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, luck for me with Denzel. I feel lucky like, I ain't unpacked my liquor yet. For Denzel, I feel like he. He brings himself into these roles and he just puts his twist on it. Like you're supposed to see yeah. that person as they would play these these fictional characters. Like they're coming, they're bringing what they bring to it. So you're supposed to see a little bit of them in those characters. Man, you couldn't tell me that Denzel wasn't Malcolm X. So oh, the absolutely. thing about that is that he, I think Denzel plays these strong types most of the time. That's the part that seems to be connecting to Denzel Washington. And if you ever watch any of his like uh, interviews or his speeches, he's still he's that guy. Like he's John Q. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's a bit of Malcolm. Like he has all of that. And that's the part where that's I why start it's believable. Seeing. Yeah, I mean, to me, I don't know. I'm 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 so confused here. I don't know what's happening. How do we get here? I'm moving this along. <laughs> to answer your uh, question, um, it has something to do with something. What was it? Like, Do we think because he has played oh, these, yes. okay. these great roles that we kind of admire to, to model ourselves after, that's why he's so untouchable? Yes. Um, and my response to that is not a bit um, that didn't factor in my decision at all, and it's not actually why I like him. I don't really give a shit about that. Like when he's a burn shit up, blow shit down, like asshole kind of dude. Like I love those movies just as much as I love him being, you know, the straight by the book John Q, saving his daughter, put his life on the line uh, type of character. So like I don't even like in Manchurian Candidate. Like he was great in that movie too. I. Don't necessarily factor that in for him. Shit, for anybody as far as that, but especially not for him. He just, for me, his body of work is just impeccable. We see how much we struggle to even find a fucking bad movie, and he's got 20, 30 fucking plus movies on his filmography, and it's just like from the time that I was eight until now, it might be two movies that we didn't like that he did. And he's put movies out every year, every other year. So like, that's the only strength on that. Plus, I mean, remember the Titans motherfucking, uh, what was the one we named earlier with the kid? John Q. John Q. N- nope. Uh, the oh, other man one. on fire, man on fire and training day. Like those are some of my favorite. And, well, I would be remiss not to say great debaters. Cause I probably watched that far more than anybody ever should in their real life. <laughs> um, so like, those are the reasons I like him. It has nothing to do with the me relating to his characters and stuff what, like that. The one I like is, um, time is on my side. Oh, what is, I can't yes, remember the name of that. Is. Yeah. I can't um, remember the name of that movie. It was a but. precursor to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Right. Well, damn. 
Let's go to Google. We can't move on to it. I'm on it. We can't move on to it further. <laughs> can can we though? <laughs> Fallen. 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 Yeah. Okay. You're yeah, right, I, I right. wouldn't remember that for some, for any reason. I don't know. No why. way. Because nope. it doesn't it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was really good. But yeah, like I I, I really enjoyed Denzel. Oh, like, what about the Mag- Magnificent Seven? Did y'all see that? Mm, yeah, I no, mean I it's yeah. entertaining. Man, it was a movie. Yeah, it wasn't a bad movie. Wasn't it a remake too? I feel like they've done. I think the before. name. I think it's similar. I think. I think. Yeah, it was, like a re- it was a. It was a done off the Seven Samurai, but I wasn't interested in watching either one of them, so I have never seen that movie yet. Mm-hmm. It was all right. <sighs> yeah. But wait, so if Denz, if so, I want to go back to Samuel though, real quick. Like he. Almost made the cut for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he who? should have made. Uh, it's one person that cut him. Who was that? Who was speak that? up. The one I was speak the up. One I was correct. Speak up. Uh, Wrong ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So I mean, like he has a great body of work, man. But don't you think he's like maybe he's just known now to be the angry black guy and everything? It does that. Does that seem? I mean, does that mean he's a no. great, great actor? Though? He wasn't. He wasn't angry in like the the movies are great. Juice, but was he great in them? Uh, Maybe is Samuel L. Samuel L. in every movie? Yes. Uh, no, he's he's a different version of angry. Yeah. He's angry yeah. in every <laughs> single yeah. one of them. Every single one of them. He's not angry <laughs> in Juice. In his two scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember, like, when the fuck was he? Where he taught him to uh, get out of the arcade because the police were coming, and then when they came oh. back around, yeah. uh, I feel like he would have yelled that though. Right, <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> Y'all better get out anyway. Yeah, yes, he is typecast as the angry guy. But if you need an angry guy in your movie, you're not gonna find a better angry guy than him. But and that's why who, he has so many good roles and so many good movies. Somebody who keeps coming up for me as we talk about Samuel L. is uh, my boy Morgan Freeman. Like he's such a phenomenal actor, right? Is I can't, he, or is he a, yeah. a phenomenal voice? Is he gonna get over like JT just off the voice? Oh, whoa! Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired! Pew, 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 pow, 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 pow. <laughs> Man, Let's see how that get hated, people. Let's see how this Shawshank back up. <laughs> hey. Rehabilitated. I said we all just talk like JT the rest of the show. Yeah, we didn't watch our radius go up. Watch <laughs> how everybody's doing. We watch our radius yeah. go up. Watch our radius go up. Get on this, see? But yeah, um, Morgan Freeman is definitely a good actor. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? But he. Go ahead and jump. But there's a reason why he did not he, make. He taught black people the word expeditiously. <laughs> yes, right. Quite. Well, nobody using that word in the hood. <laughs> What's the reason he didn't make the list in your opinion? His body works not that strong to be. I think he would. I think he would have easily got the axe out of these. Out of these uh, five, yeah. I'm. I'm easily gotten him above Leo. For sure, easily He's, without question. Easily him above. I keep him above. Keeping him okay. above Leo, yeah, mm. absolutely. Glory, driving Miss Daisy, lean on me, unforgiven, Shawshank Redemption, Seven, Arm Amistad, uh, Kiss the Girls, Along Came Spider, Brute, man, that was trash. Million yeah, Dollar Baby, like <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I had to slow down a second. Um, 
Gone Baby Gone was good. Uh, Wanted. I, I I think Wanted is a very underrated movie, but that shit was good. Dark Knight. Uh, I don't even know. This Didn't he play shit. God? Oh, honestly, Evan uh, Almighty. Almighty and Bruce Almighty. Uh, I, I, I skipped that. I skipped those. Skipped but my thing is like I wasn't adding them to the list. <laughs> but for me, like, you're about to kill your own argument. Like the, first, the first five, yeah, no, I'm not doing with the strong ones, and after that, it was like, eh. like that first, that first, first five you, that you, you mentioned at, like, were sports. dope. If you look at it like sports, I only, and you I say, only got about eight. Hey, I only got about eight of DiCaprio. Peep on my this, list, peep though. this. If you look at it like sports, right? When we say who would you build a team around, or who would you build your all star team with, right? When you look at it like that, who do you cut? Like which actor would you want? If you had, if you had one shot to do it, and you can earn half a half a billion dollars, who you know who would you put in your movie? Would you the people that you didn't cut, or or would you trade anybody out to have them in your movie? Well, no, no. Are we talking about box office or are we talking about quality of the movie? It's a difference. You got one shot. However you want to look at it. You got one shot and you can pick your cat. <laughs> no, but one shot, shot about what? Are you talking about one shot? shot? Oh, my gosh. Right. But said, are you saying one shot to win an Oscar or one shot to actually have the biggest box office? To, to, to box office. And- you got to pick one. You got to yeah. pick Who one. Who do you it want? Can't be both. In can't, they're, totally, they're totally different arguments. Will Smith totally is in there. It's box office. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're so different arguments. You no, got to you got to narrow it down. That's the no, not, BJ. Not Will Smith though. Yeah, no. so, but no, but y'all get my point though. <laughs> Ignore BJ. <laughs> if you talk about who's gonna bring people, yeah, I think Will Smith money? doesn't bring people to the movies. So Will Smith, not, and Kevin Hart, and The Rock in there. And okay, I think I'll say right now, if we talking about box office, I'm gonna take DiCaprio over Will Smith. Would you take Al Pacino over these people? Easily, you would take DiCaprio no. over Will Smith. Why? Yes. Box office, yes. Why? Women, his appeal. You don't think and a better actor? Not as much as not as much as DiCaprio. DiCaprio no. is a better actor than Will Smith. Yes, yes. You're so disrespectful out here. He this. just don't have as many great at bats as some of these other people on our list. Right. I'm not knocking him in general. I'm just no. He's him amazing. From the, yeah. He's one of the best method actors to do this in our generation. Right. But when we're comparing him and and chopping people off the list, he's nah. He don't I just even. feel like, I just feel like because sorry, Will sorry, bro. I feel like Will Smith's wife was in an entanglement. Y'all just judging him now. <laughs> no, I will actually put him in the movie because he's been a victim of right. entanglement. Now, now he gets, he gets more pub now. Right, he gets sympathy but roles. After, uh, <laughs> ju- after Will, listen, after Will Smith's run of July 4th movie stopped, mm-hmm. that momentum was gone and they ain't came back since. What's that little fairy movie he was just in on Netflix? Almost won a damn Oscar. He was, y'all ain't see Bad Boys 3? Yeah, well, yeah. Box office. The only reason he didn't win an Oscar was because Jamie Foxx was around. Box office. We're talking box office. We're not talking about Oscar. All right, well, pull up the box office numbers. Total. I'm not making a point right now. <laughs> I, I would rather not. I just don't, I, I don't. Again, Will is a good actor. He did have his, yeah. his summer blockbuster run. But absolutely, at this point in time, nah, Mm-mm. he's not. He don't got that appeal no more. And to be honest, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not a big fan of his acting. Like he is that same kind. Like Hitch, <sighs> he has been Hitch in all his shit. <laughs> now this one, now I was, I was, I was not on your side earlier. I just want to talk about something else now. Nah, I'm with you. Nah, I'm gonna get you angry. I just want to talk nah, about something else now. I'm, I'm, I'm so with it. disrespectful out here. I'm with it. His cadence. Bad his Boys movies. 2, Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys. Oh, yeah. 
amazing acting. No, it's not yeah. about acting. We're talking about, <laughs> box, talking about box office, though. We're talking about box. No, we we switched. We've moved on. You the only asshole still trying to bring that up. JT's talking about his acting. Y'all yeah. really think Will Smith can't act? Y'all serious? I, I, I'm not saying he can't act. I'm saying I don't love his acting. I mean, he's a better actor than me. It's a difference. All these people who yeah. can't act, they're, they're the most critics on people on the actors. <laughs> like the people who can't sing and be like, they was off. They was off. They was flat. You think if flat. you know they're off, then <laughs> they're off. They like, sound like me. Right. It don't take the operatic singer to know a Shanti ass ain't got the best vocals. Don't do my girl like, like that. We can just tell. <laughs> don't do my girl like that. Come on, it's man. Shade. But I'm saying compared, around the segment. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm saying compared to the other five people on the list, Will Smith is the worst actor out of the bunch. Easy. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm going yeah, to go on record saying. saying I disagree. Okay, that's fair. See. But you're still doing. You're you're trying to go for the numbers, though. Like yeah, you still. That's, to, that was the fucking argument. The first argument, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. and once Dre realized he was about to lose that shit, he wanted to change it. <laughs> no, I wasn't about to actually pause the show to do the research that you didn't do to make your point. Okay. If you would like to, you go ahead and do it. We'll catch up with you in the second segment or something. I just looked at. Yeah. it. That was right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. We'll put a pin in that. Right. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back. Thank you. Real quick, we just want to remind you to stop by the 1520podcast.com. Check out the podcast website. You'll be able to check out our bios get to know the host a little bit also you'll be able to go by and check out our, our music list you'll be able to check out some uh, past episodes and you'll be able to give us a review on the content and that way we'd be a better podcast for you we still want to make sure we drive home the point that july is minority mental health awareness month this month we just want to make sure that uh, you are aware that you should take care of yourself mentally that you should take care of the environment around you and your space also there's nothing wrong with admitting if you need some help the suicide prevention hotline 1-800-273-8255 let's get back to the show All right, our next segment is Harley Home, but always rapping. This is where we're just going to talk a little bit about where we are from. You got Louisville, Flint, and Cleveland, and I'm sorry, Warrenville. Warrenville Heights? Is, is that what it is? All of the above. The suburbs of man, Cleveland. Give Cleveland, man. Give house. Cleveland. <laughs> By proxy. Um, How he likes to yeah. see the greater Cleveland Love. area. Looking ass. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to talk about what's going on at home and how we miss it and what's going on because we want to make sure that people are aware of what's going on in our hometowns because things are happening and they got to be known. PJ, got to be known, got to be known. All right, so I'm going to pub a uh, a couple of artists. Um, the first one's going to be Mr. John Connor. Uh, a few people may know something about him. He got signed to Aftermath probably about six or seven years ago. And it was one of those things where he, you know, without knowing the whole story, he, he just kind of like got put on the shelf and never really came out with anything after that. But he's back to being independent and he just dropped his his album, SOS. It's definitely, the motherfucker comes hard. He talks about some real shit in there. Uh, some of my favorite songs is... Monday morning motivation and vehicle city. And then the other one was work of art. 
are just kind of my favorites on there. John Connor is a very talented lyricist that I think people really should really go out there and, and take a listen to. Another cat. So Harley Home, Always Weapon. I'm from Flint, Michigan, but I'm a transplant here in Oklahoma City. So there's another artist here by the name of JB. Um, grew up on the east side of Oklahoma City. Very, very uh, conscious as far as in our struggle as um, black people and everything that we're going through. And he just dropped an album a couple weeks ago called The World is So Fragile and Cruel. And I'm glad I got you. This dude kind of reminds me of just as far as like his vocals, his lyricist, lyricism, another word for our, uh, it's not a word, but you know, it is. His what? His what? Hold that's, a sor- that's a source. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a source. Yeah. So usually we get quiet and let, let, let us figure let it, it out. Right? No, sir. No. <laughs> but try that again. Double back and rewind. His lyrical prowess kind of reminds me of like a common, a most deaf, just, just about the way some of the things he talks about and the way he does it. Uh, some of my favorite tracks on this one is Click, Fragile and Cruel. And then birth name. This is a guy who does a lot for our community here in Oklahoma City. He's always at any any given um, protest or what, whatever it is. He's always doing something good. And just somebody I think you guys should think about listening to and uh, and showing him some love. So that's my Harley home is always repping. Well, I'm going to uh, go ahead and go that same route. My Harley home is always repping is also about some local artists, uh, ones that I have personal relationships with. So I've been following them a long time, really, really into a lot of their music. But I'm going to give you a real broad spectrum here. Um, they're all rap artists, but what you're going to get from their music is going to be different across the board. Um, I'm going to start with my boy Rifa. I'm going to roll up, if you know, you know. But me and him go back to our high school days. Man, this dude has changed his flow. He's changed his style. And every time he puts out something, it's just super dope. The new track is nothing but grown and sexy. Grab a cigar, grab some bourbon on the rock, sit on your porch and chill kind of vibe. It's called The Good Life 3. But before I get into that, when I first, 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 first got hip to him was in high school age. And uh, him and a couple other my boys I may or may not have had a verse on the song, um, but it was called Numbers, and we all spit our own little part. But his is the one that still to this day I, I can't get out of my head. So y'all gonna have to listen to it because I want to sing that shit. His shit was dope, and just to give y'all some background, we from Cleveland, so Bone Thugs and Harmony was that shit. So everybody tried to rap a little fast and that shit. Sucks. So I might fuck up when I try to do this, um, but. That nigga shit went, will it be one after one, time after time, time after time when a nigga fuck up, buck and destruct when I busted the cup with the 12 with the rope because I don't give a fuck about a hoe, nigga, you know Rio, not your app. Woo! All right, all right, all right, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. But he went from that to where he at now, straight, grown, and sexy. The new shit is a vibe. I mean a vibe. If y'all in the cigars, if y'all in the sitting out on your patio kicking it, if you cleaning your house, put on a good life three. Hop on to One Life to Live, a cut he actually did with his son, which is actually dope as fuck. Um, his track, Do Me, I love that song. And Luggage, because who don't want to travel all the time? But then we go to my guy, Michael and the Influence, with the album Drug Dealer's Dream for the Uninitiated. This is the exact opposite. It's straight street. It's straight, like, ugh, like so hard all the time. Um, my guy 
was down for 10 years. He back. And this man has put it on wax. And this shit is just super, super dope. My best track on there is probably Ain't Nothing Better with my boy Trey Ace. Always tremendous. And Money Counter. That jo- them joints is super dope. So if you want some street music, you ain't going to find nothing better there. I don't care who put it out. I don't care what label they under. They got it. He got it. Uh, Michael and the Influence Drug Dealer Dream for the Uninitiated. And then the last one, super close to home. This is my little cuz. Um, I know everybody had like family members that put out music and you always be like, oh man, yeah, I'm gonna listen to your shit. Like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna do it. And you do it to support. But this nigga shit, I'll listen to it. I actually hit up my other cousin in uh, DC. I was like, yo, this nigga is hot. This nigga might be on to something. So that's Ben's Coop, B-E-N-Z-C-O-O-P. And he bring that, that, uh, that new age rap. I wouldn't call it mumble rap because it's not, but his shit be lit. His shit turned up to um, it's just super, super dope. A couple of the tracks on there that I really, really mess with his feelings and uh, on one outro. Um, I was actually had on one outro on repeat when I was driving home to New York the other day. But man, those are my three, man. I got my guy Reefa with the good life three. I got my boy Michael in the influence with drug dealer dreams for the uninitiated and my little cuz Ben's Coop spring feelings Two. all the albums came out in July. They all hot three different vibes, whatever you want, check them out. So coming up next from the 502 Louisville, Kentucky, since we're on a music tip, this is not necessarily what I was going to talk about, but we got Bryson Tiller, who's definitely representing, has been representing for quite a while. Uh, But me being of age now, I don't keep up with a lot of stuff, but I happen to hear of uh, Jack Harlow out of Louisville, Kentucky, who's been popping with what's popping. Um, I listened to another couple of his tracks. Really good. Um, I think it was a song called Obsessed that I like as well. I think that might be the track with uh, with Pharrell. But anyway, that's mm. just since I was doing some music and some local artists, I just thought I want to plug. Yeah, Jack Harlow's dope. Yeah, so. Very good. Uh, but actually, I wanted to talk about uh, state rep Charles Booker. Um, the homie, the the brother. Uh, really good people. Okay, for those who do not know, um, he uh, lost his race for the Democratic uh, seat uh, for Senate, the primary, unfortunately. But however, what I do love is that I love his perseverance and I love the fact that he's definitely about his business, definitely about the community and definitely about making sure that everything that he stood for and ran for is still going to be uh, going to be done, even though he may not be in a particular office. That speaks volumes to me. Um, he has now uh, formed Hood to the Holler, a 501c4 advocacy group that will seek to advance the causes he supported during his run uh, in the Democratic primary. Look, I like it when people actually are about what they talk about. And so he has he to me. I, I look, hopefully one of these days he'll be president of the United States. But for right now, um you know, this this organization, you know, this advocacy group is is going to be one of those key components for the community, for the state. And, you know, what I'm saying I wish them the best, man. And, you know, it's, it's when you see someone who really cares about the people who really want to make sure that, you know, that people eat, that people are able to get their prescriptions and not have yeah. to stretch their insulin and stuff like that. That's 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 major, you know. And so sure. to have someone like him to be. Um, in that position and, and that have that heart, 
um, yeah, I think he needs to be shot out, and uh, that's going yeah, to that's, that's be my thing. Harley home. I know, I know Charles since he was man three probably because he's literally my first cousin, um, and it's cool. You know, sometimes we support people because they're your family. You know, it's just like you know, mm-hmm. you family. I got to support you, but Charles, I I support him because he is truly. He's the, you know, we sit around as kids and we hear our, the elders in our, in our families, they, they give us different lessons. And, you know, for most of us, it goes in one ear out the other. Um, what Charles has displayed to me, man, you know, his, his grandmother, uh, you know, my aunt Joan, um, his grandfather, uh, uncle, uh, uncle, uh, Hearn, we call him uncle Herman. He, I mean, all those lessons, you know, that he, that we got growing up, you know, uh, growing up from, from the elders, you know, his mother, uh, uh, you know, my cousin, um, Erletta, like all the things that they've taught him, I've seen him embody mm-hmm. it. And I've mm-hmm. seen him, I've seen him do it in the face of adversity. When he says he really comes from the hood, um, he's not doing it for brownie part points. He's not trying to connect with you. Like he's really telling you, I, I walked, I walked the streets, I've walked in the shoes, I've dealt with the same struggles. And uh, he, I don't know if he publicized it, and I know he put it on Facebook uh, years ago, but he actually dealt with that. Um, having to stretch out his 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 insulin and yeah. and almost lost his life over it, um, and so he really really walks it out, and he's he's courageous, man. I mean, just you yeah. know, I'm 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 probably like uh, four years older than Charles, and just watching this little boy, Charles was always quiet growing up. You know, he was quiet, and you know, he kind of stayed to him. he really stayed to himself. You can't, our family's so big, you can't say to yourself. But he was quiet, and then just to watch him. And I remember he uh, when I when I pledged Alpha, and he got on my post, and he was like, "Ah, oh, said I see hey, you." Five. Yeah, he said, "I see you, Alpha." Da da da. And so we we had we we ragged each other for a second. He's like, "No, I'm not coming for you. I'm just saying I see you." I was like, "Cool, I see you too, bro." And so um, just watching him, just and, and it's just good to see somebody take a goal uh, coming from where he comes from and really go. And and like JT said, man, I hope he runs for president one day. And um, and I'm not, it's probably the first time I've taken a public stance to say he's my cousin. Cause I'm not trying to ride on his coattail. I'm not trying to be, you know, um, Oh, it's my cousin. Y'all my, my mama's daddy's grandmother's auntie's side. Like I'm not trying to do all that. I, I stand behind this man and I put my money where my mouth is. Um, um, so when he ran for state representative, um, you know, he was sending out stuff. And I, the first thing I did, I was like, cool, I'm going to I'm going to contribute. I don't have a lot, but I'm going to contribute what I got. Um, and so when he runs again, I'll, I'll contribute again because I really believe if, you know, I see thousands of people standing behind uh, Charles Booker, man. If you really believe in him and his vision, get behind him. Uh, this stuff ain't yeah. cheap. Um, so yeah, get yeah, behind yeah. him and really support him, not just in word, but in deed for real. But also, I, I say I say he's one of those individuals that I think. If you honestly tap into him, you'll be able to tap into the other causes in the community. Uh, yeah. You know, things that he you know stands on and things that he's definitely been pushing. And if you're looking for a way to be in the community and to touch base and to uh, get involved, uh, do so. And also take a look at the organization. I believe, you know, and, and I believe it, it'll run for the state of Kentucky, uh, you know, hood to the holler. So, you know, it's. I, I just I just appreciate someone who's definitely passionate and definitely wants change. And, you know, he's now he's he's 35 now. And so now he's on the cusp of becoming he's in that what I call middle school range. He's not old school and he's not definitely not the young new school kids. He's he's that middle school range that 
uh, still has that fire and, you know, change is driven by the young. And so he still has that fire and I, and I think he's going to go far. And so this is, you know, anytime I have a microphone in the platform, I will always pub Charles because I believe in him and I think he's going to do great things. And hopefully Kentucky can realize that uh, in the future. So, yeah. So let me fact check myself real quick. I'm, I'm good for doing this in the community group. He's actually not related. That's all he wanted to say. <laughs> right. No, let me fact check for real. He's actually not my first cousin. His mother's my first cousin. He's my second cousin. So anyway, I had to fact check that. First, might be like, oh, he ain't his first cousin. Because um, you know how we do in Louisville. <laughs> right. Um, Petty as fuck. Man. So is it my turn? Mm-hmm. It is. All right. I want to start off on a music track, too. Uh, another one of my cousins. Actually, he's my first cousin for real. Uh, Chief Chief Griffey. Um, he's, he's doing his thing in music right now. He's already dropped three uh, singles that have been played across the country, except for in our hometown, but it's all good. They got, they'll get it together. Um, Chief Griffey, he dropped uh, Grinded On Me um, a few months ago. And then just this past Friday, he dropped Tender Love and Thick Thighs On My Ride. Vibe with him, y'all. He's a, he's a cool he's a, he's a cool guy. Um, he's an outstanding man. Um, follow him on Facebook. Follow him on IG. Download his music. He's on all the major platforms. Um, he's, he's really doing his thing. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's up and coming. He's going to do his thing. So uh, that's my musical contribution to that. However, shout out to JT. <laughs> I'm about to change the corner real quick because right now I'm ready to get into some stuff about my Harley home and always rep, but always repping with what is going on with regards are the, the backlash of uh, the killers of Breonna Taylor still being free. It has taken my city by storm. And just this past weekend, we had the uh, NFAC in town, uh, the Not Effing Around Coalition, um, and affectionately called the Black Militia. Um, they actually came, uh, formed at the park, took pictures with the kids, and just really showed. Um, and so, th- what they did, uh, you know, some people look at that and they'll say, oh, you're just trying to show off. However, the military does it too. As a veteran, um, it's called parade. And what you do is you line up Teach. and you, and you march, you march and you show what, who we are, what we're doing. And you march and they do eyes right, read it front. And you, you, you march and you trying to keep it, you trying to keep it straight. You show, it's, it's a show of force. It's showing that we're here and we're organized and we're focused and we're ready. And so for people who think they're just showing off and just out here being reckless, that's not what they're doing. They're carrying their guns because that's what they have. And, and they're, out, and they're really showing that they're not effing around. The leader came out and said, he said, we're not part of the Black Lives Matter movement. We'll let them do all the uh, all the marching and the protesting and all things like that. We're coming in and we're on totally something totally different. And what they're on is actually they gave the AG Cameron, I think his name is, they gave him uh, um, an ultimatum. He said, I need four months to rebuild the case so I can go after, you know, the people who murdered Breonna Taylor. He retorted and said, you don't have four months. You have four weeks. He said, said, if y'all don't get these killers in four weeks, we're coming back to burn the city down and we'll arrest the officers ourselves. That's a gauntlet dropped right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's what he said. We're not here. We're not here to protest. We're not here to hold up signs. We're not here to to chant. We're here to get get it done. So here's my question. Does anybody see that as counterproductive a little bit? Nope. In a way. I give you. I Make, making threats to. It's not a threat. Like, it's only a threat if, it's, if you don't do nothing with it. Remember, It's a threat. Remember, remember what? He said, I, if it's not four weeks, I'm going to burn a city down. Hey. That's the definition of a threat. No. Well, you know how we say it ain't a threat. It's a promise. It's only a threat if you don't do nothing with it. 
yeah, if you say that, you're wrong. It's a threat. <laughs> so, it, well, so it, all right, but carry No, no, you can finish. I, I was just curious what y'all thought. No, about I don't that. think it's counterproductive. I think we just had a place where we're just tired, you know, because you hear people saying stuff like, you know, I've had I've had several Bob and Karen uh, conversations this week with people who, you know, some friends were closer to uh, some people, some acquaintances were closer to others. And just to hear some of their rhetoric really threw me off. And one of the things they were saying is stuff like, you know, look what you all are doing and da da da. And I'm like, well, well, well what you're seeing is, a, is, is people being ignored. And, you know, and when, when, when they came to the, to the streets peacefully, you put a curfew on, shot tear gas at them, um, arrested people and, and revoked bail, um, shut down the office completely where people can't even get out. Like you, you just, you, and you stepped up your enforcement of, uh, of, of systemic oppression. Um, mm-hmm. You did that um, in us coming down and peacefully asking for you to treat us with equality. And now um, we're at a place just like white people do when they come out and say, some white people, when they say, I'm not wearing a mask or they say, you know, we're not doing this and that. And they show up with their guns. They show up with their, their loud, you know, and their, their, their flags and swastikas and also like that talking about what they're going to do and not going to do. So um, matter of fact, you know, we've been talking about Hamilton, you know, um, they didn't like the taxes. They didn't like the misrepresentation. So they went, they, they went to war with it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that we should start a war, but after talking doesn't work. I mean, what do you do? What do you do? Right. I mean, yeah. it comes a point in time when we really, we've been saying it. We're not our ancestors. Mm. Right. Right. But I feel like you can't take both of those stances. If you're saying that it's okay to say, I'm going to come back and burn a city down in four weeks. But at the same time, you're saying we're not, we don't want war. Like you can't have one, one no, and the no. other, because if you burn a city down, that's what it's going to turn into. You think there's no other war? outcome if they come back and burn down the city? That's what it's going to turn okay. into. I'm not right. That's what I'm saying. No, you just thing, can't so, take both. No, I can. I can because the thing is, you can't. Here's why. Here's here's the reason why nobody wants to go to war, right? It's, then it's, don't it's, threaten it's, it. Hold on, hold on. But it's a necessary. You have, you have to make your point at some stance. Like you can't just at walk some over point. It's all a, the time. At some point, listen. You don't listen. You don't make a point unless you're ready to back it up. Is what I'm saying. Both of those. All I'm saying. Right. Then you are ready for war. Is all I'm saying. Okay. So they are ready for this. What this is what Cedric is saying. I would not like to go to war because war is not a cool place to be in as a person who's been there. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see our country in a civil war, a race war, any kind of war. I don't want us to go fight in China, Japan. I don't want us to go to war. Nobody wants us to go to war. However, if things are happening that is causing us to have to do more than use words and signs and chants, mm-hmm. then so so be it. Right. Um, my whole family, for the most part, is in Louisville. I don't want to see that. Right. I don't want to see that. You know what I'm saying? And so, no, you don't want to go to war. But I do kind of I get it when they say. Listen, it's been a hundred plus days and y'all still talking about, you know, the mayor's talking about, I gave all the stuff to the AG. The AG saying, I ain't getting nothing from the mayor and it's going back and forth. And he's like, okay, well, I only got this just last week. I need four months. Like, no, no, you don't the get powers that The powers that be have not done anything. So now it's time for the people to take justice into their own hands and start start some extra physical movement to go along with the chants and the words and just sitting and standing around because clearly none of that is getting shit done. Clearly, right, no, I get that. that. I, I get that and I support the passion and the anger and the frustration behind what they're saying. What I'm saying though and this is not just for them. If you look back I think it was maybe eight, ten years ago or whatever with the Michigan militia, when they threatened to take their mass of people and go march on the Capitol, they said, you can do that. But if you do, it's going to be received as a declaration of war. But that's not really war, though. 
No, no, you're you're being you're semantically speaking. I'm saying how the government is going to treat it. Yeah, I get you. If I a, get that if, part, if, but still. If a, if a mob comes into the city, so. then the police need to come together and do whatever the national. Well, I guess the national guard gets involved in this war, but um, to to declare a war is gonna, it, you know, it's kind of hard to. Here's what I'm talking about. It's no, kinda, no, no. But well, here's what I'm talking it's, about. It's a, it's a historical preference no, no, no. for this. I mean, I get, it's a precedence for this historically. Okay, so here's the what Michigan I'm, militia has done that, and they said if you continue, we're going to perceive this as an act of. And war they didn't even when they even us. when they took over because they, they stopped because the Michigan militia stopped. They took over. What was that? They took over armed. They had. They had a fucking sit-in, basically. They didn't do. They stopped to the point where, if they said, "If you continue, we would take it as an act of war." They didn't go further than that. Okay. All I'm saying is that if 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 a group of people go into one city in one state, you're going to create create a whole national war for that. Not a national war. They're taking their behavior as an act, act of, of war. war. Got you. Okay. Yes. I, I get it. Um, but either way, it go. You, like, and like you said, and like I think we all agree, you got to be ready for what you're going to do, right? And remember, we talked about this even in our uh, hashtag episode. You know, if we're going to take a stand like this, we got to follow through. Mm-hmm. It, kill, you got to kill what you, you got to eat what you kill, right? And so if we're going to go and say we're demanding justice and you don't want to hear us, then, 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 you know, um, like I said, like we always said too, like we don't want people looting and rioting and we don't want anybody to get hurt. We don't want any bullets fired. We don't want any, you know, we don't want anybody, any casualties, anything like that. Um, but what does it take y'all? What does yeah. it take? Yeah. How long, you know what I'm saying? How long is it till, till something can actually be done? Like, like, do we have to sit and stand in a line all our lives and still get slaughtered, still get killed? Um, throughout time like so it your old ways are not working and you you got to be prepared for the bloodshed like that's how revolutions <laughs> as much as we talk about hamilton and shit yeah like you know say this is it's, type of shit that's going on like it's very ironic how hamilton is out and big right now too and it just came out on so on, on, on disney plus like that so yes and no to that point though jt yes this is how revolutions happen but revolutions are also done at a much larger scale even the black panthers which were about that shit they were not about going in and burning down cities they were about i'm going to do whatever i got to do to protect my own i'm not going to actually go and say i'm going to fuck up louisville and i'm gonna have a whole federal government on my ass and then all 800 of us either going to be dead or in jail because that's not a revolution that's one mass of people that get wiped out in the course of a couple weeks it takes more than that to have a revolution, is what my, I'm saying. My thing if a revolution is, that, is necessary, right. it's not going to here's, start. It might start with that, yeah. but that's, here's one that's thing. It, it needs to be more structured than here's that. Here's one thing I that hope. That can't be it. Here's one thing I hope. I hope that, I hope, uh, oh Lord, I pray. And it may be because of my military background, but I pray that the NFAC that showed up in Louisville, I hope that was not them in their entirety. I hope it was just a small yeah. fraction of what they have. You know what I'm saying? Because that would be really crazy for them to be like, this is all we got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To my um, understanding, it, it's not much more than that. To my understanding, yeah, no, that's a problem. That that's that's, that's, not, that's not good follow through. They're 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 a militia. They're not an army. They're not a a nationwide organization, which is what it would take to have a revolution. Yeah, they're a militia. Mm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe they have different things all over all over all over in in various states that has 800 members apiece or something. I don't know. We, we don't We don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but all I do know is that marching, chanting, singing um, is not working in the city of Louisville right now for, for justice. But that, that, for, that don't mean just throw bullets against the wall and burn cities down. That means come up with a structured plan and then fuck some shit up in the right way. What is that structured plan, though? I don't know, the right but that ain't it. Stuff up? 
getting one militia killed in the city of Louisville, ain't it? Because that's all that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to get shot. We're going to get shot. He- and they're going <laughs> to die. And we're going to die. <laughs> you know, they, like, they, they drew the gauntlet. So it's up to them to either back. Yeah, we'll see what up. happens. I mean, I hope they wouldn't get out there and just start talking without a real strategic plan that could really, you know, be effective. I mean, because truth of the matter is, I mean, can you burn? I mean, they burned down L.A.? Dude, it's very they, reminiscent they of the Michigan. It's very reminiscent of Michigan militia. Uh, Michigan militia. It sounds like exactly what they've but citizens starting to do multiple citizens times. Got together, burned down L.A., and that's just what it was. No, because it was a it was done in a different kind of a structure. It wasn't done after a threat. Like if they do that, like Trump's ass is gonna have every fucking officer that he can across the country fly in just to wipe them out, so he can look big, bad, and tough right before the election too. He would love that. Look at what you're doing in Portland. And ain't shit even really happen. If somebody actually says, I'm going to burn down the city and he gives Trump a day, come on, man. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So we'll you're see. saying sneak them niggas. Don't let them know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but I'm saying, but that's the whole thing, though. We don't I'm know. I'm saying build they up your army they and didn't, sneak They them. didn't say in four weeks. No, they, you got four weeks to do this. They ain't say on the fourth week and first day we'll be here. We don't know. We don't know how it's going to look. We don't know. Guerrilla warfare happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, once you declare war, you know you're at war with somebody, but you have no idea how they're coming. I'm not. De- Listen, as a vet, I'm not. I'm not advising anybody to go to war with America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we can hate America. I, mean, I don't hate America, but you can hate America. All you people can hate America all they want to, but we have to understand that we are a superpower for a reason. Our defense, right. our defenses are second to none. Our military is second to none we really got that together so i don't i don't really advise anybody to go to war with america um but i do i, I believe a city can be burned down and and all that i mean I, I hope it doesn't it's my hometown we don't want that to happen but i just listen why does that why does it take all this for justice to be done why does it take all this for equality why does it take all this that you know you were wrong it's so they 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 know they destroyed evidence they know they tamper with evidence. they know you know what i'm saying they they know they were wrong so, I mean, yeah, so we be accountable all to that. it, right? Like, so my, you know, and of course, this is the question that the protesters are asking right now: Why? Why y'all know it was wrong? Yeah, I mean, you preaching to the choir here, exactly. Yeah, you know, and I'm probably preaching to the choir. Anybody who will listen to this thing, but so what? What? Okay, let me ask this then, because I got another point to this. I want to make to this, but you know, what does a solution look like? What is a what is a reasonable solution look like when we've been waiting, you know, dang near four months for somebody to at least get a, arrested? Yeah. I mean, the only reasonable solution is charges and convictions. Without that, excluding that, what is a reasonable solution? Ain't nothing else reasonable. Ain't nothing else going to make up for her death. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Wait, what? Like, ain't nothing else to think about. I hear you exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So, so, so you get the. I'm sure you got it anyway. But the passion behind when I say you, when they say you got four, you got four weeks. Are we coming back? No, I get the passion. I just think it's misplaced passion. No. We'll see. Like you I don't think, know how to get four weeks. Well, I think saying four, four months weeks was, in a threat like that. Well, four, saying four months is some bullshit. Like you, you, you yes, already yes. had. No, you, have, you already if, had too much. Fuck your four months. Right. Four and if weeks. they say if in four weeks we gonna come back here and shit gonna be different, that makes sense. But saying we don't say, come back here in four weeks and burn, they didn't say we come back down in four weeks. They saying you got four weeks to do something. You get it could come back anytime after that. No, no, no. You gotta go what they say. What I'm saying. Okay, sure. But what I'm saying is the difference between burning down the city and we're coming back is a huge difference in the way that is being perceived by military, by governments. That's the all issue at is, hand right you, now. All I'm saying is like you're you're making it sound like they're saying we're coming back on August 17th. 
um, which four is weeks. not four weeks from now. But the, I'm saying that doesn't matter. It, I'm saying it, that doesn't matter. So we can, we can, we just, okay, we can ignore that. That's not my point. We can keep on because that, that wasn't the point at all. What was the point? The point is what they're saying they're going to do when they come back is the only issue. Okay. So we said sneak attack and okay. Anyway. All right. So <laughs> keep this. The next part is so, so since, since NFAC showed up in Louisville, all the Bob and Karens that I had on my timeline who had been silent pretty much uh, during all the other demonstrations and all the other things that have been going down, they've all, not they've all, a few of them have showed up on my timeline. And um, the first one, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a post about, because a lot of, a lot of our white counterparts don't get the fact that when we say Black Lives Matter, yes, we care about every black life. However, we do know that if a black person kills a black person and that black person is caught, that black person is going to burn for that crime. Mm -hmm. And the issue is, is that if a cop or a, or, or a, a block watch person kills a black person, they are going to get administrative leave, paid leave, and they're going to either re get reassigned to another city or another position, and they're never going to see a, a day in court. Yeah. And so that that is the point. It's not about, you know, well, y'all, because the thing was, um, the, the little girl, uh, God bless her soul, man, the little girl uh, nicknamed Cupcake, a uh, little six-year-old who was assaulted and killed. They found her remains in the in a dumpster at a, at a landfill. Um, and, and she was saying, this is sick. Why aren't they, why aren't they marching and, and, and saying stuff about her? However, in the article that she referenced, they had arrested suspects. They were, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a ongoing justice is going to be served in that case. But in the case of Breonna Taylor and some, and the countless other cases that we've seen around the country, there is no justice for that. And that is our issue. And so, um, the, the, she was saying, you know, uh, that's why Americans have lost respect and no one cares about the movement anymore because um, they seem to be um, whatever she said, it doesn't matter. Because I said, what Americans? What Americans don't respect that black that, that black people need equality? Who doesn't care about it anymore? And, 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 and I was like, and you're proving our point. You never respected what we did anyway, and you don't care. And that's why things are still going on. And that's why that's our disconnect. And, it, and then somebody, you know, all these people start coming in and it was just like, why don't y'all just stop? And I, you know, and I'm like, because you're fed up, but your system isn't fed up. You're tired of seeing us. You're tired of the civil unrest, but your system is strong enough to feel like we can just wait them out or kill them out. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Um, mm -hmm. You know, where they're, they're just snatching protesters and disappearing with them. Where's it at in Phoenix? That's not in Phoenix. Where's it at? Um, Gosh, I should have done the research on that one. Um, Portland. 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 Yeah, Portland. They're just snatching up protesters and disappearing with them. So you may say, why don't you just quit? It sounds like I'm tired of this. We're tired of it too. We've been tired of it. And so as soon as your system is tired of it, then we can just stop. And then another one conversation I just had this morning because, you know, I was just scrolling through and somebody, you know, you know, white lady, she was just like, I absolutely 100% disagree with defunding the police. I think they should be paid more. And I just posed the question back. I said, why? Because I, because for me, privilege was dripping all over that status. Right. And so, you know, we got to the whole conversation. It was, it was, a, it was a respectful conversation. You know, that's why I won't even call her a Karen for real. She, we, we had a respectful conversation. One woman jumped in and was completely disrespectful, but she was just arrogantly ignorant. And that's what people do when they're, when they're ignorant, um, when they can't adequately articulate their point, um, they start getting into petty back and forth because it's just like, okay, now I'm just going to berate you because I don't have anything else to say and nothing else I'm going to say is going to make sense anyway. Right.
And so shout out to that, Karen. But <laughs> you have to you have to understand your privilege, you know, and that's what I was trying to get her to understand, because, you know, she was making points like, you know, well, police have to go through this. And I'm so glad that when I'm jogging, I see the police. And I said, see, that's the problem. That, that's where you got to check your privilege, because when police show up for you, you feel safe. When police show up for us, we don't feel safe. And mm -hmm. one way, anybody who's listening here who is still battling with what what is privilege and 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 then she even brought it up. She said, you know, I, I have a single income and I've been through a lot and this and that. So you don't know if I'm privileged. And I said, listen, privilege has nothing to do with your hardship or with what somebody what what some bad person did to you when they committed a crime. It has all to do with how you maneuver in a system that was created for you to succeed over mm somebody else that is privilege and if you can't check that it, and here's one thing you here's one thing you need to do to check your privilege um dear bob and karen to check your privilege you have to if you can if you can't distinguish between your perception and people around you people around you experience and your perception outweighs other people's experience then you are dripping in privilege because you can say, I feel safe when the police show up and I feel safe for our soul and I feel I feel good when when this isn't that. But you got a whole bunch of people around you saying, I don't feel safe. Um, you got people around you who are die literally dying, unarmed, surrendered to the police on the ground, hands locked behind their head, getting shot. Just out here in Vallejo, it just happened. A Latino brother got shot. He worked. He works with young people. He knew what to do. He was on his knees. Ankles, ankles crossed, uh, hands behind his head. He had a hammer in his back pocket and they shot him because they, they said they thought it was a gun. Doing everything they say they were supposed to do. Doing would, everything. If, and if you would just listen to the cops, you'd be okay, right? Exactly. And so if you can't look at if you can't look at your perception and say, I feel like cops are good. And I, trust me, I guess I have friends who are cops. I have family who are cops. I consider being a cop myself coming out of the military. So it's not like I have this disdain for police officers. I don't at all. However, you know, I think it keeps getting, you know, it keeps getting brushed aside with this. It's just a small percentage of cops. Absolutely not. I think there's a small percentage of cops who are, um, who are trying to do the right thing. So here's how this small percentage spreads where it's not a small percentage anymore. Even if your small percentage argument was true, there's a small percentage of police who are doing the wrong thing. There's another small percentage of police who know they did the wrong thing, who did not intervene. Mm -hmm. There's another small percentage of police officer who's going to help cover for that police officer who did the wrong thing and the ones who, who witnessed the wrong thing and didn't come forth. There's a whole system around these few percentage of people who, who, who routinely hide evidence, destroy evidence, support a system that is oppressive. So, so now your few percentage has now turned into a systemic structure of people who not only go against people of color, but also a socioeconomic class who can't afford to, to really um, protect themselves when they go to court. Mm -hmm. So now you got people who, so, okay, well, you know, cause you, you got those people who say, well, my cousin and, and I'm white and my cousin and my brother, my this and that, of course, it depends on the socioeconomic class because a lot of times, you know, even when you look at, you know, these, these, um, these 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 speed traps that are really illegal that I set up and, and these checkpoints mm -hmm. that I set up they set those up in the hood they're not setting those they're not setting those up out in you know uh, out here in Walnut Creek you know those who know California or out in uh, uh, Lynnhurst not not Lynnhurst because you, you get set up out there um, <laughs> out out in uh, uh, what is that uh, out there uh, man uh, 
anyway, just it's, it's, in, in the places in the, you know, that's how long, that's how long it's been since I've been home. It's, it's the places, you know, where they're not setting up where um, the people who can afford to fight a case are people who can afford to pay the violation. You know, you get caught up because you can't afford it. So you get a bench warrant. And now I got people in jail who got other court costs. So then now we're just funding our city. So um, it's not just it, you're right. Sometimes it's not about color. When I say you're right, it's the people who got the argument. It's not everything about color. It, it might not all be, be about color, but it's certainly about socioeconomic class, no matter what color you are. Right. And, and and there's definitely and I got to say this, too, because we've said it a lot of times and people seem people still don't seem to get it. And it's a counterintuitive argument. If you feel like you, if you're saying you do get it, but you say the same thing. Defund the police does not mean dismantle the police. Talk about it. It means that you will take those funds that they that they use that, that they have extra you know the extra funds that you that you put to our police and you put it to our social services, mental health services, education, all these things that we can look at stats and say if we have a high support system here, crime is gonna go down. And so when people say stuff like, and people also, when you talk about stats of like, you know, well, stats don't prove that all these cops are doing this. Listen, corruption is not documented, nor is it reported. That's why it's corruption. <laughs> You're not going to find stats on who has the most corruption unless they get caught. Okay. Let me practice stepping up and stepping back. I feel like I've been talking for a minute. So let me step back and let my co-host, my co-host have some say, because I got so much on this, but I'm going to step back. What y'all got y'all? Welcome back to the 1528 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, to be honest, uh, everything that you that you had spoken of said, um, honestly, man, like it, it's right on the head, man. And, and I, we could literally do a whole another episode on everything that you just pointed out, man. And like for real, shit is just fucked up. So that I mean, that's that's my take. Shit is still fucked up. We're gonna have to put some some physical presence out there and and actually do some work, and it might get bloody. Don't want it to be, but it might get bloody. I just don't understand why asking to be treated equal has to be a debate. It has to be something that it has to be a political thing. Like because you are inconveniencing those that the system has been has been set up to. Uh, and we talked about that last week. This has been your way of life. We're threatening yeah. your way of life. But the whole man, we have all these people. And let me tell you this too. I'm sorry. Don't tell me you don't see color. There isn't a person walking this planet that doesn't see color unless you're physically blind. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing is not about not seeing color. It's about seeing my color and respecting my color. The same way I see your color and respect your color. I'm not going to see a person and say, oh, you're white. Let me go get you. Or, oh, you're brown. Um, I'm brown too. Um, or, oh, you're this or that. So let me go get, L listen, you're a person, you have breath, you have blood, you have a purpose in life. And so I'm going to respect that about you. I'm not going to discount you just because you don't look like me, act like me, come from where I come from. All we're asking for, not even asking for, all we're demanding is equality. That's it. Yeah, I just said some room to breathe, man. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sucks because it's it's certain things that like we have to sit here and go through every day and think about every day, and then when, like he said, what did you say? It's arrogantly ignorant. Like sometimes people just don't even they're not even in, in a position to understand how we feel, but. I think we all feel like it's easy to to notice or to uh 
to know what's what's just fucking right and wrong. Like, so like, how can you not see that this shit that's going on is just wrong? It's not okay. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration and uh, the heartbreak comes in. That like you're literally watching other humans just get fucked over, and you're acting like you don't understand it. Like it's it seems like you're talking about black and white. It seems pretty black and white, but you just you just want to pretend like you don't get it and maybe you don't get it maybe you don't understand like you know if if she's jogging and she sees the cops she feels safe we're jogging we see the cops we have to think about every movement after that you know i'm just jogging i'm in a full sweat it should be little well i'm not my fat ass ain't jogging but (laughs) (laughs) it should be it should be like pretty evident that i'm just trying to get some exercise but you know if you're going through the wrong neighborhood or what is deemed as the wrong neighborhood for certain people or just leaving the store after not buying something and feeling like you're being looked at Mm -hmm. because you didn't buy something you look suspicious like you stole something like that's i'm always anxious when i walk in the store and i gotta go back out and i didn't get nothing Yep. Always. Always. <laughs> that doesn't bother me too much, personally. Shit. That's because you're cheap. What? That's because you're cheap. Nigga. Nah, I don't have shit to do with it. Just... <laughs> Some shit bothers people. Some shit don't. Don't bother me. Yeah. So, yeah, there's still a lot of things that, that have to change, but uh, we're going to actually keep it moving on to our, um, to our last segment, which I'm actually happy to talk about. Um... As, as, as oh, the reigning that music bullshit. king. Um, so for those who, who do not know, um, each host had put together a music list and gave it to the people. And so in our Facebook community group, we allowed uh, people to listen to the music uh, and decide which uh, list was their favorite. And I think the community had spoke. <laughs> uh, one, I feel like one, I feel like it was slanted. Anyway, I feel like JT posted it, so he got the first. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't JT even winning. It. I wasn't so even winning. Kind of argue, but you're, but you're winning now. No, it's that it's that little psychological thing. That's like, oh, JT posted it, so he's got to be the winner. I'm just talking junk. You know, <laughs> I'm like clearly, <laughs> clearly, clearly. Look, I, I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you like this. Um. I think everybody had a solid, solid, solid list. Um, and, you know, hold on. This is what I do. I want everyone to talk man, about just, that. Just, no. give it, just give us your sales pitch, man. No, man. No, no, Quit no. No, no, no. Because no. it, it ain't over yet. I'm going to make a late push. So say what you got to say. Get it off your chest. I don't think I need to make a push. Plus, I'll be um, politicking, too. I just posted mine with, like, let's go. Y'all and they're like, pick me, pick me, pick me, looking. He, well, the whole point of this, votes. you need to do the some whole, better campaign. The whole say. point of this, right? Yeah, the whole point of this is to politic in this session. So y'all better bring it. I so here, here's the thing. I would like for each of you to talk about at least your top two songs. The reason why people should love your uh, your list and said since you're complaining the most, I want you to go first. <laughs> I'll go first because this is not. The- I want you. I, I want JT to go first since he's in the lead. Let's not let him come in the end and try to leave on his note. Right, he can go out. You have to. Di- you have to dis. Oh. You have the disadvantage I, of going I, first. Okay, right, go ahead. Go. Go. Oh, old yeah. stim the stimulus check out right before November fourth. <laughs> <Right. laughs> 
<laughs> you're not you're not fooling me with that. No. So I mean, so here, here's his I'll put it. Like, I think my playlist is definitely a vibe. I think it's definitely a lot. So Martina Sanders, I think it's her last name now. I'm sorry, I don't have it before me, but Martina, um, she said I have a lot of hunching songs on on the on the list. Because uh, you're, you're nasty, nigga. <laughs> That's not why, but yes, yeah, yeah. So no, really, like my my playlist is something that I think you can listen to when you're chilling, and also when you're kind of getting ready to do something just slightly hype. Um, it's an everyday, nice, easy, not a whole bunch of extra. Don't you got don't you got Sade and Anita Baker on your? You ain't doing nothing hype. <laughs> that's 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 two songs, but you know what I'm saying? I got some other things on there. I got you know what I'm saying? I got some uh, Rick Ross in there. Like, don't don't do that. Um, but no, I I I like my playlist just because it's very cool. Um, you know, it's it's a vibe, man. Like, of course, started out with Anita Baker, you know, brought it on in the drums, instrumentation, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to a concert. Instrumentation. You know what I'm saying? And then uh like I said, I got a couple of Rick. I got a Rick Ross song. I had to bring it in. Cheers to you by Player. That's from Louisville, so I had to represent them. Bill, you know what I'm saying. And so yeah, I I I like my play, playlist because it's a vibe. Um, you know, solid through and through. And also, there's a DJ that said my playlist was solid. I got a DJ yeah. stamp of approval. And so yeah, he is no longer my favorite DJ. So <laughs> I hate that shit. Favor ain't me. fair, man. Favor is not fair. <laughs> So I'm gonna tell I, you this. I'll go. My list is a roller coaster DJ, ride. Never mind. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my playlist is a roller coaster ride of emotions, right? I came in hard representing Flint with morning motivation. I'm trying to get everybody up. You know what I'm saying? It, hey, it's morning motivation. Today is the day. Let's go get that shit. Right. And of course, mm-hmm. uh I hit him with some TI right after that because he's a revolutionary and this and this is the time. <laughs> this is this is this is where we're at in life right now. You know, you can't you can't forget method man and bring the pain because we are in pain as a people right now. You know what I'm talking about? So we gotta just that gotta keep, keep that all that it. rolling. Come on, man. Come on, man. But then <laughs> you slow it down. You slow it down, you hit him with some Marvin Gaye, the best balladeer to ever do it. Hit him with that. Okay. Nina Simone. Then you gotta you you gotta reach out money Pink Floyd I know I probably lost some people with that one but hey it's a great track can't have a playlist without having Nas on there then some more Flint Town shit while in the streets I was telling people who I was the Dayton family Flint Town then you got ain't no future in the fronting come on man and of course I had to end it with just the two of us and dear mama. I mean, I, I'm I'm telling the story of who I am. Y'all just out there making hunch songs out there. I'm actually showing people into the windows of my soul out here. You know, so I'm being vulnerable with my shit. You know, y'all just y'all. and the people have voted. Thank you. Oh, okay. Don't nobody give a fuck about me. Okay. Forget your soul. <laughs> Forget my soul. Hey, ladies, go ahead and re-listen to it and understand which one is going to be here for you. Okay. I, right. <laughs> I just had to take my headphones off real quick because I do not need all that in my ear. <laughs> yeah, you ain't even hear that. <laughs> yeah, I got me. That was up. for the ladies only. So, can I go? Go ahead. Yeah, we wait on you because I feel like Dre has more of an explanation than I do. Listen, I'm gonna be all the way real with it. it has no, it has nothing to do with that. I'm in dead last right now by one vote, <laughs> only by one vote. BJ has six, I have five, so it's not like it's a landslide. It kind of is for J- for JT though because he has like twenty or something. Um. Honestly, I man, these guys, 
took it so seriously. And I didn't know y'all, for one, I didn't know it was going to be a competition. So, <laughs> and they probably didn't either, but they took it so seriously because really, you know, they were really just like, JT was really pushing this and he was just like, man, you got to really do something to show, you know, who you are or what you like, whatever, whatever. And me, honestly, all I did was I went to my favorite playlist and grabbed a few songs off and just threw them on there. Um, I really didn't put a whole lot of, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it or I didn't, I didn't think about a story to tell or whatever like that. I put some California music on there cause I live in Cali. I put, you know, I just put stuff on there. Um, and then, you know, it just sounds like the vibe too. Um, but, um, if you, if you like to vibe, you know, I just, I just like the vibe, you know, I, I want to hear something that ain't a whole lot of, a whole lot of crazy cussing, talking about this and that crazy stuff, you know, something that you can just sit back and vibe to and, Something that, you know, even if your mama walk in the room or, you know, she, she, she comes, my mom's in town visiting right now. My mama's a thug, she, she, nigga. Hey, <laughs> Flint, stand up. <laughs> you know, you know, me and mom can sit here and vibe, vibe to it. So I just put some songs on there. Uh, well, one song's on there. Uh, yeah. Mom can't vibe to that one. But so, so, you know, just, just check it out. I think some people just, you know, went down listen to the titles or, and they ain't know them. They just, they just, just discarded it. But I feel like they need to listen. No, I feel like they need to give it a listen. It's a weak argument. I'm not no. arguing. I'm just talking. You are talking about, you I, said are, the, I said the arguments is nah. weak. You're making an argument. I'm, and I said it's weak. I'm not making an argument. You're making an argument that people didn't listen. Didn't. That's what I didn't make an argument. If they were listening, me and Sam would be one and two. It was just a point, it's, and we're keeping it moving. The same quiet, thing. Shut up. They're synonyms, up. dummy. They're synonyms. Making a point and making an argument is synonyms. Where? See, starting See what we days? have to deal with, people? This is why I make a smooth <laughs> playlist for you. Oh, anyway, like, so back to me. It wouldn't be your turn. Mute yourself. <laughs> like, Never. Never. No, anyway, um, I don't know. I, I haven't listened to the other fellas' playlist, um, so they might have some solid ones. It might be dope. Mine is just a compilation of songs that I just... I roll to I roll with, and so I threw them on a playlist. I hope y'all enjoy it. I hope y'all enjoy all four of us, all four of ours. Um, but next time we do this, if we do it again, I'll put more thought into it, and I'm going to win. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> gonna do it again. We definitely gonna do it. Again. Yeah. All right. So first of all, I said basically said don't for him, vote for him because he ain't try. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Right, right, you can, right, you can right, vote for I me because sometimes you can naturally be great without trying. Uh, it's not in this instance. Uh, but anyway, first off, I just want to put this out there. This entire conversation today is dedicated to Marcus Baxter, Reginald Davis, Jasmine Thurman, Shannon, Big J, Demetrius Hardy, Jake Fanning, and Casey Fox. Because y'all are already standing on the right side of history. And this I'm going to get that. <laughs> Even before we get started. <sighs> Now, let me so get into whack, it. So dude. I'm so, so first, ready to go. <laughs> first, off, first off, I would just like to say how my fellow co-hosts have pulled the wool over my eyes and have made this an unfair fight. What? I took time to actually curate a playlist. Here we go. And they kept saying that I had to cut it down to around me. 15 songs, yet... JT has 28 songs on his and BJ has 31. <laughs> no one they has have that many. How many I got? Just count me. I got. You have 15. I just counted JT. Y'all, <laughs> y'all made me cut it down. 28 and BJ has 31. Oh, you have 16. My bad. 28, 31, and 16. I had 10 more songs, but they were like, no, it's too long. They made me cut I it down. I never said cut it down. JT did it. 
No, it was JT. JT, it was JT. He fixed but he's the one that's winning. He's the one that's winning. <laughs> if I would have had those extra 10 songs, it would have been a whole different argument. But I digress. Mm. Now that we know what I'm dealing with here, now that we know the systemic oppression that I've <laughs> had to come through with my playlist. <laughs> oh, that's a reach. Wow. I'm going to move on to my next point. So no, we were just telling you just to relax because you was all no, I don't know. It took no, you no, forever. No, no. no, it took you forever to come up with the daggone playlist. Yeah, it wasn't said like I said like three or four times, like, all right, I got like 25 songs. All right, can we get it down to 15? I'm like, God damn it. No, because right, we on. thought it would make you get through fast. Yeah, you waited four was. weeks no, for you to get exactly your playlist. <laughs> I said I had 28, then I said I had it was, 25. It was, it was not like, about handicap. It was not a handicap. It was literally about just getting this shit done and turning it in. All right. JT, since you're the main culprit, then when I said 28, why did you just say cool? Let's do that. Since you had 28, because it was taking why did you make me keep cutting? Why did you no? They said they were already cut down to 28. He made me cut more. Okay, I wasn't in that conversation. I'll step out. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally, I was just trying to make you turn something in because I think we had talked about this for like two months. It was like, all right, Right. we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Here's how the combo went. The combo started with I have 41 that I brought over too much I'm like, all right cool came back all right i got 28 i don't know if i can cut no more see if we can get it around like 15 or something all right fuck i came back man this is too hard i got 25 man can we get it around like 20 and then he gonna come out with 28 <laughs> which is what i initially it was my second revision was 28 that you said was too much i don't have no 28 songs up there man i just counted them you got 28 bj got 31 yeah anyway now that the truth is out there y'all can vote off of y'all so no respect no, stop this. for the process if y'all won't. So it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, if I have songs that are more than yours, and BJ has more than yours, but we're on totally different spectrums of the vote, you know what I'm saying, with numbers, like... You still no. You no no. I'm not. I'm not factoring BJ in. He's he's a he's he's at the bottom of the thing. But I could have been more competitive oh, really? with you. Me. I could have. I could have picked off a good three or four of yours easily. Maybe even more if I had more selection that, to choose from. It doesn't matter if people aren't listening. But, to him for but real. he limited. He limited my ability to do that. But anyway, I'm past that point. I just want the people to know that so they can factor this in when they're voting of if it was a okay process for them. Hmm. <laughs> but I also curated my list. It's not just a random curated. collection of songs. It's not just well, how come nobody likes place. it then if it's so curated. Oh god. Who got the second most votes, BJ? Huh? Votes, BJ. Who got the second most votes? That's that first off. Get the votes oh, oh, okay. Okay, so more more people like it than like yours is what you're saying. Cool. Uh let's carry on. Um anyway. <laughs> Dre literally has three more votes than BJ. <laughs> <laughs> and one he stole from Shannon. Right. And She's like, she liked and all of ours. And he was like, right. Let's just vote for me. Just vote for me. Okay. Hey, and more is more. Gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But anyway, my playlist, it, it tells a story. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but if you know me, you know I like to kick it, like to party. So it starts with that house party. Comes in with that meek meal. You like, oh man, I'm about to have a good time. Then I hit couple Cleveland jams, my guy MGK, my boy Rifa that I talked about earlier. Then we go into the rap. It transitions a little bit. DMX talks about the slipping. And then, like, you can just see the progression of that person. Like, you you can kind of feel like you're watching a documentary with this. Oh my God. And that's what I wanted to do. It's telling somebody's life story. So when you look at it, look at it from that lens. Like, you're actually a person walking from song to song, and you'll be able to appreciate this much more 
than anybody else's list, no matter how many songs they cheated and actually added to their list. Get the hell out of here. Are you saying that no one else picked these songs based off an experience or the vibe? Like, curating this night? No, no. I'm saying... I'm saying you guys have a collection of songs. I'm saying I'm telling a story from song to song that you can basically be one person, close your eyes, and you can feel like you're walking from one scene of the movie to the next through the music. No one likes your story. First off, maybe that's what it is. No one likes your story. But if you can have in mind... I (laughs) I already dedicated this to the people that did like my story. Anyway, which is more than JT and BJ. So... (laughs) No, No, not JT. I'm sorry. Said and BJ. Yes, JT JT cheated, so he's in... I don't care. I, I really don't care. I just have a better arsenal than you, and that's okay. I I can honestly, be with a white. I, I, mm. Give me give me ten more songs. You wouldn't. That's fine, Adam. Mm. But no, mm. I, I honestly I think it's the vibe of the playlist. I think it's you have more variety. You have, like no. you're everywhere in a good way. I do like your playlist. No, nope. but I think to be able to actually, you know, what I'm saying like play it nonstop in like a good groove yeah I, I think that's what my playlist is man J- jt you stop uh-huh. it what it is our group is 60 percent women don't do that anita baker i put good music on my playlist you came out the gate with a winner exactly <laughs> <I> put, <laughs> but but that's that second song pandering that second ass song, bitch. you know what i'm saying <laughs> he's, he's one of the ones who can put a status up Black women, you are appreciated. I love you. <laughs> oh, here's a link. To, here's a link to my playlist at the bottom. Oh, Jackson. Uh, what's that motherfucker name? Can't stand that dude. Jackson, whatever he is. Uh, oh, pandering yeah, ass motherfucker. That's what JT Look, said. I just put some good music up there that you can listen to while you're cleaning, while you're driving, while you're somebody's having a hunching. Somebody hunching. Why you're hunching? You know what I'm saying? Like I. I People like this playlist, and I think we all just applaud them. And I thank you so much for your support. We're going to keep it moving. Anybody who Pack says up. Hunch is from fucking Kentucky, first off. So that's where that shit came from. Oh, oh, wow. Oh. Shots Mart- fired at Kentucky, right. folks. Is Martina from? I'm not in this. I'm not in this, y'all. This is not my beef. This is BJ Williams oh, that's actually taking shots. Just understand that any word that comes out of Louisville is great. Right, we are the home of the greatest. All right, all right. I'm not going to let you just say the greatest. Right, I'm not going to let Cleveland stand up against Louisville or Flint. We are, we are. Look, we are. Says who? We have so many people. (laughs) (laughs) But no, so so my, I guess a question to uh, to kind of go for each and every single last one of you is like, what is your, I guess your go to music like? Just in general, not getting ready for anything, but like one of the first songs or, you know, that you listen to in the car that you purposely play every day or any day, like just off the top. Shit, right now it's fucking Hamilton, unfortunately. The mixtape. The mixtape. Um, honestly. You're welcome. For, for, for me, um, I would have to take it to when I don't, when I really just want to, when I really just want to chill and roll in my ride sometimes. I have an old school gospel playlist I listen to, which is very weird that I'm putting gospel on my playlist because I mostly listen to gospel and R&B. Um, and so John P. Key, Fred Hammond, Smokey Norfolk, it's, it's, full of, it's full of that. It's all these songs that, I don't know some of y'all, but my mom used to put on Commission, Fred Hammond, Whining, hey. all that on, on our cleaning days. Our cleaning days, we woke up to that 
and 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 it was time to clean up. And so when I'm really just, especially you know, especially now in a in a place to where I'm really <clears throat> um, self reflective, and, and and you know, going through my own healing process and different stuff like that. Um, sometimes, sometimes you just gotta hear somebody say. Um, there's it's power okay. in the name of Jesus yeah. and, and everything is going to be okay. And, and, and your steps are ordered. Come on, pages of life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes yeah. you just need to just sit back and just know that all things are working together for your good. You know what I'm saying? And so. That, 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 wow. To, uh, 1999. Um, oh man. Look, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Man. Pages of the life got me, man. That's, that's my one album that if it's, if it's ever a time, when I need, when I just want to enter into the presence. No, it was every time when I just need to just really uh, be encouraged, uh, remember who God is. Um, And, and, you know, and that's why, and the reason I like it so much, Fred Hammond and John P. Key is because really, if you know the, if you know the word, you know all the lyrics to their songs because they're really just singing the Bible. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I got an old school gospel playlist that I listen to. Um, I'm on Spotify, so follow me. Follow my playlist on there. Uh, I, I'll follow me on there. You see all my playlist and stuff. But anyway, this was up. Uh, for me, it's, 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 it's literally just the mood that I'm in that day. Like there are days where I'm throwing jazz music on and just rolling. Um, mm. Like I said before, like I love like Ti is my guy. I just like his uh, his passion and the way he sees the world. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And that's about it, man. Like, I mean, they it, it's it's literally just just gonna be my mood for the day. It, it's kind of hard to to put me in the box because at the same time, I'll listen to the brother where out thou, uh, fucking oh yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. man of constant sorrow or you know dueling banjos. So, yeah. Like that's I like everything. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends. Hmm. I'm kind of along those lines where it's very very rangy depending on how i'm feeling i'll even put on some country music every now and again Mm -hmm. Um, one of my favorite songs is a country music song but my go-to consistent most consistent thing i might have mentioned it last show but whenever i'm cleaning the house or cooking a meal that's going to take a while and like won't have visibility to the tv i'll actually put on it's on title it's a playlist called the british soul invasion um it's kind of like a British R&B neo solely mix, but man, they got so many dope artists over there that I've never heard of before I listened to that. Like that's how I found out about like Sam Smith and FKJ and Masigo and uh, Sam Henshaw and some of these other cats. Man, <clears throat> so that's that's my joint. Um, everything else is just really really a mood thing, but that's definitely my cleaning, cooking music. That's cool. Um. It's funny. I put together a California 2020 playlist because I I envisioned myself um, at some point moving to California, and I always wanted to like, what is the playlist when I'm driving down? I don't know what these expressways are, but the coastal, whatever, blah blah blah, and like, what is the playlist that I want? And so like, I put together a playlist to kind of like one motivate me to get my shit together, to you know possibly make that move, and and also to kind of like chill out to so like it's it's a nice smooth little playlist that i always put on i don't do a lot of um rap outside of the gym um and i go through waves of gospel music and normally my go-to on gospel is fred hammond like fred hammond is literally 
Fred Hammond and Mary Mary, because Mary Mary get your hype. Go, go get it. Uh, but I yeah. love God. You don't love right. God. <laughs> What's wrong with you? But yeah, so yeah, I I just put together a little playlist, and you know, saying like, like I'm a I'm a I need a Baker side, like for real, like it's on the playlist. But that's kind of what I listen to most most of the time, and add us a little bit of Maxwell. Yeah, so that's where I am. So, yeah. so <laughs> there's some judging going all right, on. All right. Hey, hey, my place to judge. If I judge you, what's God gonna do? So, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of another episode of the 1528 podcast brought to you by Budweiser and Hennessy. Thank you for listening. Hey, man, they ain't paying us. <laughs> Right, <laughs> they're not one company either. Right. The way you keep running them together, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. Hennessy, blow your time away, Hennessy. Right. So we just want to thank you all for uh for rocking with us uh for the short time we are brought to you by spring water and lemons, nigga. That's what the fuck we uh-huh. drinking around this motherfucker. And, and big red, I, I brought the big red back from home. Um, Grippos, oh. yeah. yeah. You get no Grippos so, though. Yeah. I d- yes, I do. <laughs> you get a wet bag. You, you got wet bags, or you got the ones that the powder's all down. The From when I shook it, it sounds like the powder's down at down at the bottom. Like, Dang. yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. It I, who, turn that bag upside down. Get out of here. No spice goes wasted. Reshake. Right. Yeah. All right. We come to the end of another episode of the fifteen twenty eight podcast. This has been JT. It's your boy Sid. BJ. Andre. Thank you. Peace. Well, Later. Later.